0: super talk mississippi media production
1: have you been seriously injured mama justice is here for you our medical team partners with top-notch doctors surgeons therapists and urologists ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey if you've been injured call mama justice today we're here for you
0: he's the former president and publisher of the sun herald and now he's on the radio Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
2: Welcome to Koshu, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making this place, Coastal Mississippi, such an amazing place to live, work, and play. And that's literally what this show is going to be about today. We'll get we'll get to uh, the mayor of Pasigula, Jay Willis, here in just a second. I want to share with you. I, I was uh, running through some stuff yesterday, and I came across a quote that I had shared somewhere along the way it's kind of short and sweet to be honest with you but it's so powerful and as we as we think about the tornado situation up in the Mississippi Delta and other challenges we have it's um it's just a it's a it's, I think it's important to sort of think about this and it was uh it was in a press conference that Saints linebacker DeMario Davis Said, quoted Luke twelve forty eight, and and for for people who don't know it immediately, you've heard it a thousand times. But what twelve forty eight, Luke twelve forty eight, it says is this: To whom much is given, much will be required. Uh, th- you know, this is really an important message uh, to me. It's a little bit about wisdom. You know, it means that we're held responsible for what we have as we as we d- develop capacity in our lives. Uh, I think Demario Davis was right when he said this, as a, you know, the way he viewed it as a leader in the team, a leader in the community, um, as a, as a someone who is as a core leader in the, and, in, in the team and helping, helping them win, uh, that he's got a responsibility not only on the team but in the community. You know, we're blessed with certain talents, and we're, we're, we're blessed with knowledge. Um, and when we are it, it's time to give back it's, it's It's time to take some of the the resources that we have and share it with others. Some of us have resources. Some of us have wealth, but this passage uh, this passage from Luke tells us we should look carefully for the burdens we will carry. There's a burden actually in having those talents and having this capability. To 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 whom much is given, much is required. And so, feeling that requirement to give back is something that's really important. And we're be- one of the beautiful things about coastal Mississippi, is we have so many people working in the trenches in this community to fill gaps and help others. That they're doing this, they're living this, and everything that they do. So the more we have, the more that, that, that we're required, and the more that's going to be required of us. Uh, And I think it's a terrific leadership statement from DeMario Davis when he said it. It shows leadership. And it describes uh, so many of the mayors of coastal Mississippi. I mean, these are guys that had tremendous success in their lives along the way. They didn't have to become mayors. Almost to a person, this describes the mayors of coastal Mississippi. And I'm really privileged now to move over to my friend, uh, the mayor of the city of Pascagoula, uh, Dr. Jay Willis, who was a very successful dentist and then got into strategic, you know, purchasing of of uh, of dentistries And man did not have to be mayor of Pascagoula, but he did so because he wanted to get back to his community. But good morning. How you doing, my friend?
1: Hey, Ricky, I'm doing great. It's so good to see you. Thank you for inviting me on today.
2: Yeah, so to, to whom much is given, much is required. That hits home with you, doesn't it?
1: Oh, it, it, it's the way I was raised. It's what I'm all about. It, it's, uh, it's exactly where my life started and with uh, parents who instilled that philosophy in me. It's all about giving back. And, and uh, what, what is expected of us is not a small thing when we're given as much as you and I both have been blessed with.
2: Yeah, I mean, I tell you, the one thing about, I, as you know, I retired in 2016 and, and um, a few years later had the opportunity to start this show. I had forgotten, you and I have talked about this before, but I had forgotten how much connecting with the community, that part of being a publisher, the newspaper part, that was about being a leader in the community and helping to solve problems in the community and contributing back in that way. I, I really missed that part. I didn't miss the PNL and the, you know, all the, you know, the, the the many, many employees and all this, you know, you got the part about running a business. I didn't miss that at all. But I did miss connecting with the community. And I hope through coach for you that we're having important conversations. I get <clears throat> I get so much feedback. I know you do as a mayor every single day. I get so much feedback about how a certain conversation has impacted someone or something that I've done impacted someone. And that's all the reinforcement I need to keep me coming back day in and day out doing this work to have the conversations that I have with you along the way. I, I'm fortunate to be here and I'm thrilled to and, and honored actually that I have the opportunity to have conversations like this, but you feel the same way about your role, don't you?
1: I do, Ricky. And it's interesting that you would bring that up. Um, yesterday, I had an opportunity to meet with uh, one of our citizens who was not happy. Things were not going well and he had not been able to get his problem solved and I'm not sure I can solve it. I listened though and when it was over and we were parting ways and I let him know that I would do my best but you know I couldn't guarantee him any solution. He said, well, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you coming to my home and listening, and he said, I haven't been able to get that sort of reaction up to this point for the years I've been trying to get this problem solved, but I knew from observing you on the city council meetings that are are published online that you were probably the kind of guy that would listen and understand and not immediately being judging me, and I said, well, I wouldn't have considered anything else. But, yeah, people do recognize when you give them the opportunity to listen. But my point being, I had that, that skill and ability to do it without really ever thinking about it or trying to make it happen. I just was in the right place at the right time to listen to somebody, and it meant something to him.
2: Yeah, but you know what's interesting, though? To be a good leader, you have to have empathy. Empathy is, I think, incredibly important. The, uh, empathy is sympathy is having, you know, when you care about another person for sure. But sympathy, empathy is when you literally walk a mile in another person. You put yourself in that position. You and care. So when you them. have empathy, you have the ability to give people the kind of communication that they need. And people have different ways of. Of needing communication and your ability as a dentist, obviously, you, you mastered this because you dealt with for so many years so many different kinds of personalities. Some like to talk a lot, some don't like to talk much. You know, they have different kinds of needs, but it really gives you a chance to really refine your ability to communicate with people, didn't it?
1: It's about interpersonal relationships all day long, every day. And one, one of my main questions. Uh, quotes that I that I love and and I've repeated to myself on a, on a regular basis and to my children and to my grandchildren be very careful in dealing with the people you meet because everyone you meet has something in their life that's causing them a great deal of pain right now and you may not know it but just be careful be gentle yeah. be compassionate yeah.
2: You, you never know what someone is going through. I mean, and everyone's going through something. Right. And um, I, I talk about that on the show a lot, that, that we, we, you know, we get moving too fast through life. Like, for example, I, I mean, again, I've had entire shows, multiple entire shows talking about social media and how that's impacted our lives these days. But people are willing to do and say things on social media they would never say to someone in person. And they, they have a picture of the person that they're, they're talking to, and they, they think they understand them, and they just go at them hard, and they don't really understand how that message is being received. And it could be affecting that person in such a terrible way, and we're just not sensitive to that. We've become numb to it. And I think it helps to look at someone in the eye, doesn't it, buddy?
1: It does. Absolutely. And so, so many of our our cultural institutions in this country are being impacted by social media and the the negative aspects of it and And just like you're saying, for people to be able to blast someone unnecessarily and in ways that can be extremely hurtful, it's, yeah. it's not always good.
2: Well, I had the opportunity to manage very significant media efforts. Uh, during the social media, um, you know, during the social media age, and uh, man, I, I, you know, you might as well call me a politician because I was doing major change efforts for major newspapers, and I, I had posters, you know, with my picture on it around town, and you know, organized efforts, you know, targeted at me, and I had to deal with that, and. Uh, the thing that the thing that helped me get through it incidentally was that I knew what I was doing was important to the industry, and I was very 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 um, I had my inner circle was very together and also I knew at the end of the day that none of this ultimately mattered that all that mattered to me was my family so i kept I kept my core together but to be in public life in this social media age, especially when you consider the way the algorithms work is that when there is negativity and engagement they actually they actually put juice into that. They actually want people to be actually more engaged when it's negative. Unfortunately, that's just the way it works. And it can be so difficult, can it, Mayor? Absolutely. And uh It's amazing what the
1: media will do to get readership or or whatever it is. And the more drama, the better.
2: I know. Well, like Haley Barber said, they don't like airplanes that land safely. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the mayor of the city, Pascagoula, my friend Jay Willis. We'll see you after this.
3: live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com His love
0: for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
2: 103.1 Welcome back to Coast View. If there's a reason for this show, it is the conversation that I'm having at this moment with uh, with Jay Willis, the mayor of Pascagoula, about the things that are happening in his city. And then I feel the same way when I have Mayor Knighton and Moss Point, or Mayor Holloway in Ocean Springs, and Fofo Gillich and Billy Hughes, and I could just keep going all the way around. That there's some amazing things that are happening in each of the communities. And what 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 I believe, and I believe this to my core based on understanding sort of where we are, economic development has changed. We're still going to need to make sure we don't take for granted the Ingalls and the Chevrons and all those surrounding industries. That's part of what makes Coastal Mississippi an economic engine. But within the guise of the new economy, what's critical is that we build the kind of communities where people want to live. A lot of people don't have to live... And near their companies they can they can work remotely and they can choose as a result of that to live where they want to live and so what's happening is you're seeing all across coast of mississippi Un- unbelievable amount of investment in the downtown revitalization efforts that are bringing life back to downtown, and um, you know I would say that that the that the mayor landed in Pasigula at an incredibly important time from a leadership point of view. That the mayor and the city council, and you've got you've got a group that you've appointed of, of great leaders, uh, the board, the five member board that you've created to help you with economic development, et cetera. There is um, there is tremendous tremendous. Uh, um, I would say, momentum that's happening. And if you haven't been to downtown Pasigula in a while, you owe it to yourself to go take a look, because what's happening is truly remarkable. Um, we're going to get into, actually, the presentation that you did uh, recently in just a second. But just if you had to give your elevator speech, if you're, if you're talking to someone that said, why should I be interested in Pasigula, what, what do you say to them? What's your elevator speech?
1: Uh I, I think the, the, the quick and, and and sweet answer is things are happening in Pascagoula. The future of Pascagoula is so bright because of the the renovation, the uh, amazing things happening all over our city and the the spirit of optimism that we have. It's just it's a good place to be.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it and it, it is it is. There's. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars are being invested. You know, I think one of the keys to success is, and I've said this so many times on this show, you have got to create an environment where a de- a developer is bringing their personal investment to the table. You got to create an environment that number one fosters the opportunity for them to be successful. Then they'll bring they'll bring their money. You got to bring a vision for your city. That helps people understand that we're not going about this in a haphazard way. We 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 have a plan, and and we, once we get done with the plan, this is how it all fits together. This is going to be a mixed use community. It's going to have retail and and restaurants, and, and sort of this waterfront. It's it's a it's a wonderful mix of of industry and uh, and building a place that people will want to live. And uh, it's fun to be mayor at this moment, isn't it?
1: Uh, it? It is great to be mayor. i'm I'm so proud that I have had this opportunity, and I'm enjoying every day. But the main thing I'm enjoying is the success that we're that's happening right now that didn't happen quickly and it didn't happen easily. Uh, the, the process started 11 years ago, with, uh, or 12 years ago, with the formation of our redevelopment authority. And these volunteers, leaders in our community in their own right, were given the task of planning and putting together a path that the city would take that would result in things happening. And you know, it didn't happen for the first seven or eight years. The last four or five years, though, we have seen amazing things happening and investors coming in and investing their own money in Pascagoula for significant change to our city. And it's so interesting because once it started, everyone else noted, noticed and wanted to be part of it. And so now... We have no available empty spaces in downtown Pascagoula waiting for businesses to show up. Everything's been taken, and and we're seeing amazing success. But it, it started a long time ago, and it's been a difficult process to get to where we are now.
2: Yeah, a lot of success is – I think the Pascagoula Revitalization Authority is important – I think that your the, the role the commit the uh, the the city council plays is incredibly important. The role that the mayor plays, the role, but see, you know what? It's it's all these, all these dimensions that have to kind of come together, and then you have to have, you have to have a vision for your downtown. Success often comes in codes, building approaches, and what's a, what's doable and what's not. How do you create? How do you create the kind of and promote the kind of redevelopment in in the in the downtown area that's going to come together as you put all these different projects together, to create a sense of place that's unique to Pascagoula? And once you start, once that starts to happen, it's like a demonstration project. More want to be part of it, and that's exactly what has happened, isn't it?
1: It is. That's exactly what's happened, and it, it's uh, it's an amazing thing to see and page uh, page roberts states it so well when she says for the first time in a long time everybody is in the boat rowing in the same direction yeah you can have all these plans you can have everything laid out and good opportunities but if everyone doesn't buy in and want things to happen you're you're being held back and in a situation where you have elected officials depending on people to step up and agree to take positions of leadership, uh, sometimes it's difficult to get it. But right now we have an amazing city council. We have amazing support from our industries, from our our Chamber of Commerce, the Economic Development Foundation. It's just all clicking. Everything's really working well right now.
2: So, if you look at, you look again, you have to have. I'm going to find a quote that I shared last week about how one ingredient can make the difference. It really can ultimately make the difference. When the right leader, the right person enters into the conversation, it sort of breaks the logjam and you start to move forward. But if I look at the members of your, of your PRA who are incredibly involved in sort of helping you move the building of uh, Pascual forward. Henry Fox, Alan Suddeth Hal Moore, Jim Esterbrook, and Alice Walker. A real dream team, man. you got to be thrilled to have that group to work with.
1: And, and for each of them to be willing and able to give their time to this process. And they have, most of them have been in place since the beginning of the PRA 12 years ago. A few have, uh, maybe one or two have left and been replaced, but it It's amazing the quality of the leadership that we have in volunteer positions just like that throughout the the town but the p r a is 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 so critical to the success we've seen i'm uh,
2: i'm th- I'm thrilled to see that so if I were to come to come into downtown pascua what what am I going to notice? What's happening in the city? For someone who hasn't been to downtown Pasco, maybe they've never been to downtown Pasco. They, they should go, incidentally, if you haven't been in a while. If you've never been, you certainly should go. But what would you, just talk to me about what you would see.
1: Um, immediately, you would notice that there are no empty storefronts, or the ones that are empty have, you know, coming soon signs in the window with businesses and, and uh, things happening. Uh, we have a renewed interest in retail in downtown Pascagoula. Uh, the biggest thing you'd notice is the Hotel Whiskey that broke ground last month, and uh, they're putting plumbing in the dirt and for the in the foundation this week, and that's going to be an amazing addition to Pascagoula, a really cool little boutique hotel who has seen much success in Pascagoula that's going to be duplicated here. Um in, in a big way, I mean, it's it's certainly changing the the landscape of Pascagoula, uh, where We're seeing so many people moving downtown to live already. Any of the the number of residential units that have already been completed are all occupied. the The, the spaces are there to be finished within the next few months at the old PMP. Hancock Bank building uh, with 28 units of residential units uh, on six floors and a rooftop bar. It's just it's amazing the kind of things that, that have not been here that, that are happening now. And the existing businesses are benefiting from it and going to benefit even greater. The, the Old Depot is a wonderful, wonderful facility but it, it's, it's been abandoned and neglected for the last 40 years, it's uh, 117, 18 years old, and uh, we've got a developer coming in to turn it into a microbrewery and an oyster bar really exciting so, things
2: so let's uh hey so just off the top of your head there's no way to, to name them all but um, maybe you, you could name them all but but just give, give how many few bars of uh, the names of some of the developers that are that are do, that are helping to transform downtown?
1: Uh, the, the Hancock Bank building, uh, p and building, is Shannon Strunk and the Baber Strunk family. Uh, we have uh, investors, Ramsey uh, Taylor has, has been a, a very big part. Jason Poole is uh, an investor that's just gone over the top with... Uh, bringing a lot of good things to Pascagoula. Jordan Nico and the Nico family are going to uh, be a big part and um, d- just so many, so many quality people.
2: So we'll, we'll do this. When we get on the other side, we'll continue this conversation with the mayor of the city of Pascagoula, Jay Willis. We'll see you after this.
3: Subscribe for free to the Coast View podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: He's the former president and publisher of the Sun Herald and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coastview with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
2: 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm my friend Jay Willis. who's the uh, mayor of the city of Pascagoula. And Jay, I want to I want to kind of bring you in on something. Uh, you've you've heard me talk about this. You you and I may have even talked about it, but the first week of COSU, I had a wonderful, long, detailed conversation with Jerry St. Pay, my old friend. We've worked shoulder to shoulder in the community for so many years, especially after Katrina. And uh, we told his story. And one of the things that Jerry said during the conversation, I literally actually pulled this out of that conversation and made a sort of a montage of videos that I shared at the One Coast Awards last year. One of the things he said is that he's concerned that we will get complacent, that that we that we we find ourselves in a position where we just assume that Ingalls and Chevron. And the blue chip industries that are part of Cine Space Center, and all the things that go on between those two bookends, will always be there, and we just take it for granted. Um, I've I've made that sort of part of my my the the charge here on Coastview. I, I gave a speech to the leadership Gulf Coast uh, uh, alumni class uh, their breakfast. They come together. All the classes come together every year, and I was the speaker this year, and I, I talked about it then. That one of the things we got to be careful of, not to take it for granted. Now, I think the Jackson County Economic Development Foundation is just a it's a best practice in terms of a public-private partnership, and under with, with George and that team working together, uh, we're not going to ever take it for granted. But of Mississippi can never take our eye off the ball. We've got to be focused on helping make these amazing companies. And I'll add, as you know, Rolls-Royce and Chevron, and you are well aware of all the supporting industries that are around them, but Man, is that important for Pascagoula, isn't it?
1: It's huge. That's what we're all about. I I tell people all the time that we are the industrial engine driving not only the coast, but much of the state of Mississippi. And one of the most important things we can do is develop relationships and maintain those relationships with each of our industrial partners. The fact that we have jobs available in Pascagoula and wages to go along with those jobs. It's just truly amazing. Uh, we're really excited about it. And as you can hear, Amtrak is on its way past. We're, we're the only Jackson County stop for the Amtrak line that's beginning and they're practicing every day. So that's cool. Uh, we're, we're excited about the things happening. Yeah. The sound, the
2: sound, the sound of progress.
1: progress. Yeah.
2: So, um, one of the one of the things I want to make sure that we don't lose sight of too is that not only are these industries literally part of the economic engine that drives the state, which you just said, but the leadership of these organizations are—I mean, they're incredible. I mean, you—I mean, we could we could literally go through each one of them, but let's just take Ingalls for example. The leadership of Ingalls is incredibly—the CEO of Ingalls is incredibly engaged in the community. And I have uh, not heard an example where she was asked to do something where she didn't say yes. And it's like she understands this incredibly symbiotic relationship that exists between the community and English shipbuilding. But that's amazing to watch, isn't it?
1: It is. We, we are so proud to have Kerry Wilkinson as one of the biggest supporters of the city of Pascagoula that we've had in the industrial base here in a long time. Tim Potter at Chevron's the same way. Such terrific leaders who have, have just embraced Pascagoula and it, it goes both ways. We are so proud of all of our industrial leaders and, and the, the quality people that they are.
2: Hey, one of, hey the, one of the one of one of the big th- conversations that Mayor Knight and I have about some of the initial big things that he wanted to bring to the table to help solve the the crime problem, to help solve the issue of youth not having things to do, etc. He put recreation. On the on a referendum, like almost immediately, had a vote of over seventy percent support from the community. Now he's in the process of putting in place this incredible vision for recreation. But you know, as a mayor, you can get so focused on economic development, and all these other you know you know obviously fire and safety really important. All these issues, recreation's up there is one of the key elements of of uh, what you have to do, making sure the community loves this community and has recreation in this community.
1: It's all about quality of life for the people who live here and play here and work here and we have some amazing recreation opportunities with the the Gulf front, the river, uh, the youth athletics, so many things happening. We have the best sports complex anywhere on the coast. Uh, 17 out of town groups are coming to Pascagoula this spring to use our sports complex for baseball. On the weekends, it's just it's the most amazing thing. We had 420 young people ready to play ball on opening day this year, and uh, it's created parking problems around the sports complex. It's so successful; it's just great.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been something to see. You've you've got uh, if you you can even get specific the the um, Point Park Pier improvements. Uh, I mean, you just got a long list of things that you're really focused on right now, aren't you?
1: We are. We've got lots of good things happening in the area of recreation and uh, the Point Park. We're, we're extending and, and building new fishing piers down there for the folks that want to uh, fish from the dock. We have the, the, the best and most convenient boat launch for folks to get out to the island and they're coming from Jones County and from Mobile County and uh, Hancock County over this way to put their boats in the water. It's, it's exciting to
2: see hey, I, I tell you something interesting. Well, first of all I've, i fish, I leave my house, and um, sometimes we'll run east and 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 fish uh, south of Petty Boyce. Uh, sometimes we'll we'll go you know, we'll go down chandelier and then run down there to the mouth of the Mississippi River, but um, very familiar with that lay of the land. I mean, often when we're to the east, we'll use sort of the uh, Chevron and Ingalls so it's kind of landmarks for us. That, that's that's our light lighthouse. I saw a video just the other day. You'll love this: uh, a video of a guy in a kayak fishing between Round Island and the mouth of the Pasquia River. You could see you could see Ingalls uh, in the background fishing out of a kayak. He caught like a. 20-something-inch red snapper. <laughs> okay, he wasn't fishing at the rig, or and he was fishing out, out the mouth of Pascagoula River. It's a great video, just an absolutely incredible video. But, man, you know, we, we can run past this notion of of the enjoyment of the outdoors. But, man, you guys are, in some ways, kind of the epicenter of some wonderful... I mean, think about the Pascagoula River complex, the largest undammed waterway in the entire United States. That treasure that's literally in your backyard, um, you can't you can't lose sight of that, can you?
1: The natural resources in in Pascagoula that we have available to us are unmatched in any any area anywhere close, and we are now taking advantage of those resources. We have big plans for a marina out there, just inside the mouth of the Pascagoula River, that's quite protected, and even investors from from out of state who are interested in doing uh, some. Uh, uh, stack storage, dry storage for boats there at the marina, uh, with a restaurant, you know, with entertainment venues. It's it's a uh, it's a great place, waterfront property.
2: What I, what I, I mean, really, if you think about it, it's um, it's you're talking about quick access to the Gulf. That's one of the one one of the fastest way to get to the rigs is launch somewhere in the vicinity of where you're talking about building that marina, right. Uh, Truly incredible.
1: Right. It's gonna be yeah. good.
2: Public safety is a big deal. You never can take your eye off that ball. You gotta have great leadership in that arena. You've got to be willing to invest. What what all is going on in that area these days? We have we have
1: a terrific police chief who communicates so well and is is so has a heart for the, the people of Pascagoula. He's all about public safety. He is able to attract a number of new officers. We are continually bringing new officers in and training them as well as our seasoned officers. One of the new things that we're awfully excited about is the uh, simulator that we have in the police department to train both new officers and the seasoned officers in de-escalation techniques. And people in the area, some of the social workers, some of the people dealing with the youth court have been so encouraging and appreciative of the fact that our officers are trained in de-escalation and they're using those appropriately to prevent some of the problems that law enforcement has gotten into in other areas. But we're, we're continuing to improve all of our resources and uh, we have a great police department
2: yeah I had a terrific conversation uh a week or so ago with Sean Tendall, the Commissioner of Public Safety for Mississippi. Boy, does he have a lot to say grace over, you know, the Highway Patrol, MBI, the state crime lab, the list goes on and on from there. But one of the things he and I talked about offline was that he's really, really getting more focused on the need to do really intense training across across the state. You know, some, some, some police departments don't have the resources, you know, don't have the ability to do it, haven't focused on it as much as they should. They're all training. Don't get me wrong. But we cannot underestimate how important that is, especially in this day and time. Time when you know they're having to deal with more violent acts, probably more than ever, and how to de-escalate a situation, it could be the, the difference between life and death, couldn't it? It's,
1: it's, it's now more than ever, absolutely. It's a it's a big a big topic and something that we cannot take for granted.
2: No doubt about it. Hey, listen, we're having a conversation with my friend, the mayor of the city of Pascoula, Jay wills When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We'll see you after this.
3: Listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast.
0: This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
2: Welcome back to Coast View. I'm having a, just a really, really detailed and productive conversation with my friend, the mayor of uh, the city of Pasigula, Jay Willis. Look, Jay, i want to zero into something we probably should have talked about at the very beginning of the show, but one of the one of the most critical things about being a mayor is, first of all, to sit down and understand, okay, now, I got all these projects I need to do. Where are the Funding sources. How are we going to fund what we need to do within within the guise? At, at, you know, let's just be honest. The city had a deficit. So, how are you able to d- be creative about all these infrastructure projects and all this stuff that you're doing while simultaneously doing something about that deficit? Why don't you kind of help us understand that? And where are you today as it related to that,
1: Ricky? We are we are so pleased that. We are at a point where now we are back in the black. Our deficit disappeared officially in January. We uh, discovered the deficit back in 2017, I guess, and began a process through many of the former administrations of tightening the belt and controlling spending for anything that was not absolutely critical. And the, the original projection was 2028 that it would take 10 years to clear that $14 million based on our our annual budget. And uh, uh, it was quite a significant task. But thanks to terrific leadership in past administrations to our current city manager, Mr. Silverman, who is all about getting us back into um, the black and, and being able to take a deep breath but all the while still maintaining the repairs and, and renewal of the areas that needed needed attention. We have had so many infrastructure projects using grant money that was made available. Of course, we have benefited from the BP oil spill money from tidelands funds. But the, the biggest thing, we had a meeting, the Coast Mayors with Delbert Hoseman, uh, right after I took office, And he talked about the ARPA money that's coming down and how significant it's going to be for every community, but that we all needed to be very careful spending that money. And his advice was put it in the ground so that it is a generational change that you're affecting in the city. And that's what we have done and continue to do.
2: Yeah, it's important. And the point that he was making, the point that you understand clearly is that you get this one-time money. You got to be smart about it because it is one-time money. It's not going to reoccur not. if you don't if you don't spend that, you know, smartly. You'll find yourself in a position where next year you're having to come up against that, and you don't want to be in a position like that. You really do want sort of a, um, the, in every opportunity you can to, to spend it in a way that, as you said, generational, that is transformative, that enables other economic development and revitalization to take place. That's what you want to do. Um, you've got a lot of infrastructure stuff going on right now. Uh, You mentioned the ARPA funds. Uh, Just give people a sense of how that's being used. Well,
1: we have so many projects across in in all areas of the city that are being impacted by that. We have drainage issues that are significant and always have been that we believe we are going to make the biggest impact with most of the money there. Uh, The the water uh, distribution system we found some areas of town that had been built 50-60 years ago with very um, insufficient supply lines. And when you start digging up water lines, you, it's not an easy place to stop. You have to do the whole project. So we're we're into that. Ingalls Avenue was completely... Uh, transformed with a new roadbed with everything underneath it over the last few years and it's completed now with uh, major improvements to that area of town. The signalization of Market Street we used to have people joking about the fact that if the if the train didn't catch you, the, the traffic lights on Market Street would. Now they all work together, and and people are, are noticing those type things happening. But so many of the neighborhoods that have had drainage issues are, are being impacted, and we're solving a lot of problems uh, with the, so many areas of infrastructure in Pascagoula.
2: You know, it's never the sexy stuff. You know, you know, putting putting pipes in the ground, dealing with drainage problems. Um, but that's what makes quality. That's what makes quality of life. That's the things that enable future economic development. That's right. um, listen, we don't have much time left. But you know, I tell you, the thing people notice the most is when you're focused on beautification. I mean, when they see flowers and they see things that are clean and trash picked up and. You know riverfront restoration these things make a difference don't they
1: they do and we have been in a position where we haven't been we haven't had the money to be able to do the type things we wanted to do or needed to do uh last year we cleared brush and trimmed the oak trees from the Pascagoula Bridge to the Gautier Bridge and it's amazing the number of people that are commenting and wonderful wonderful appearance of our gateway to the city flower beds, landscaping taking care of things as well as getting rid of dilapidated properties which is a big big push
2: it's a big push hey hey, listen, uh, thank you for being willing to understand and live out the notion of to whom much is given much will be required, you see that clearly in your current iteration as the mayor of Pasquilla. Thank you for spending some time with you, my, uh, with us, my friend.
1: Ricky, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for inviting me.
2: You bet, you bet. This has been uh, Jay Willis, the uh, mayor of the city of Pasquilla. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>